You are listening to the Passion Minded Mom Podcast for business-driven moms who want to talk about the stuff that matters. I'm your host, Kate Reuter, Certified Transformational Coach for Moms, and together we'll expose the truth behind balancing work while raising a family and have real conversations about what works well and what doesn't serve us. We'll discuss all things mindset, work-life balance, and wellness, plus taboo topics like money and guilty pleasures. For the nitty-gritty of entrepreneurial success as a mom, you have come to the right place. Welcome back to the podcast, Mama. Today, we have a special guest, Dr. Orlina, trained as a pediatric doctor in the UK. She now lives in Spain with her four children. She teaches families to enjoy healthy eating and living without having to think about it so they can have bucket loads of energy and lead a long and healthy life. So I'm happy to introduce you to Dr. Orlina. Hello, Dr. Orlina. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Awesome. Well, let's dive right in. So I would love for you to tell our mama listeners a little bit more about your family and your mom life and how you got started in this work that you do. How long have you got? So (laughs) I trained as a pediatric doctor in the UK, um, but I always wanted to travel. And so around 10 years ago, we moved to Spain and I thought, oh, I'm just going to go to Spain and work as a pediatric doctor and it's going to be oh so easy. And I say I moved with my eyes wide shut. And I remember that day that we moved and... I flew with my two young children who were then two, nearly three and one. And my husband drove through France with all of our stuff. Oh my goodness, it was a story to tell. Um, And I remember at the time as well thinking, oh, my two-year-old, he's the big grown-up one. (laughs) He can (laughs) be a little helpful, which clearly in hindsight was sort of a little bit bonkers. But yes, we moved to Spain um, and I found myself essentially not able to do the work that I wanted to do. It's a long story, but I started helping people do healthy eating for kids. So helping people with picky eaters because my children turned out to be picky eaters. Um, I had twins later on. So number three was number three and four. And I found myself with four young children under the age of four, which was interesting and hard work and lots of amazing lessons came out of that time in my life, I would say. I bet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So now fast forward 10 years and um, my oldest is about to turn 13. My twins are eight and I live what I call my ideal life, my perfect life. I live a life of luxury. And by that, I don't mean I'm surrounded by Louis Vuitton. I mean, I get to do what I want to do, swim in the sea, cycle through the woods, and make time for myself um, and make time for my family, as well as, you know, obviously the responsibilities that I have, but really just enjoying every single day and living it to the full and also teaching others how to do that. So now that's where I focus. Instead of focusing on just the children, I focus on mothers and families and how mothers can look after themselves 
so that they can be healthy and have bucket loads of energy, but also how the whole family can work together as a unit and how we can teach our children healthy habits so that they grow up into healthy adults and they can live a long and healthy life without having to think about it. So it's just what they do naturally. Absolutely. I love that. So I love that you've taken your wisdom and expertise as an MD, right? And you're pulling that into a coaching business to help so many moms because we know it's pretty common. Picky eaters are pretty common. We know that it is high in demand what you do, but I think a lot of moms are confused about where to start. And then, you know, so many moms also just want to do things right, the right way. And it can be frustrating. I know a lot of my clients when things aren't going that way and they just want their kids to be happy and healthy, but they feel like they're backed into a corner when it comes to healthy eating, because if their kids just don't want to eat these foods, what do they do? Right. They don't want it to be a battle. So can you talk a little bit more about the process that you take those families through to create that team effort? I love that you said that you kind of bring the whole family together so that they can all work on it as a collective. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's that's a really good question and quite a big answer, really. So I think the first thing is to say that a lot of the work that we have to do is on ourselves. When I look back on my own journey, I found myself frustrated with my children, but also looking at myself and thinking, oh my goodness, I'm so tired and cross and grumpy. You know that battle to get the kids in the bath, battle to get the kids out of the bath. And of course, we need to teach our children to behave well, but a lot of that starts with ourselves and making sure that we have the energy to be able to deal with whatever life or our children throw at us. So I think the number one place is really thinking about, okay, first of all, I love that phrase, let's put on our own oxygen masks. And it's really about teaching the mother's healthy living for themselves. And I teach four pillars. So I teach healthy eating, exercise, sleep. Sleep is so important and so many people don't get enough sleep. And then obviously um, emotional wellness, which is such a, an amazing and interesting um, topic to talk about, but actually it's really easy to talk about. And it's just one of those things that's actually quite difficult to do. You know, that oh, when you're angry, just breathe. And when you're angry, you don't want to breathe. You want to shout and scream. And that's exactly the behavior that we're trying to teach our children as well. So number one is look at yourself. Think about self-awareness. Think about implementing these, what I call the basics, you know, like, as you say, you know, I was a doctor and that knowledge comes from we look at medicine and so many things going on, but so many people getting really stuck in, oh, which... Um, supplements will I take? Or, you know, what's the cure for this? Whereas so many people don't implement those four basic pillars, which science shows us if we actually pay attention to these four basic pillars, we are going to be so much more healthy, healthier and much happier. So that's really the sort of start with yourself. And then moving on to how does that translate into how do we teach our children? Well, Strangely, the biggest thing that you can do is demonstrate healthy eating and living to your children. That's the biggest thing that we can do because so many people, they do feel backed up against a wall. 
And they do get frustrated. And I totally get that. I've been there with children. And even now, sometimes my children are like, oh, I'm not going to eat this, 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 and this. And you're like, well, what are you going to eat? And then they'll list, you know, their favorite food. And it's like, okay, well, let's go back to basics. Why do we eat? We eat to fuel our bodies. And that's very different from saying we eat because we want enjoyment. Now, of course, we do both of them. But when we're hungry, we will eat what is presented to us or what's on offer. It doesn't have to be our favorite food or indeed our children's favorite food. And when we can really grasp that and say, do you know what? I'm doing my job. I'm presenting my children with healthy foods and acceptable foods, not on the disgusting list. And my children choose not to eat it, then that's perfectly fine. Now, it is slightly more complicated than that because we have to look at everything that we're presenting. Essentially, if we can grasp that thought, then suddenly all of that stress and that anxiety just melts away. But this is that pillar number four, and it's very easy to talk about, and it's not so easy to implement because we are creatures of emotion and we get caught in that emotional trap. Did that answer your question? <laughs> Absolutely. It sure did. I love that you touched on how important it is that we are setting the example, right? Not only by managing our own emotional wellness, as you mentioned, but that we are setting the example with what we are putting inside of our own bodies as fuel because our kids are watching. And I think we often underestimate how observant <laughs> they are. And we are the model of a lot of this behavior. So, so critical. And I, so much of this personal development work in any of these, depending on or regardless of what kind of coach you are, what I often talk about is that this is really about 100% responsibility, taking 100% responsibility for ourselves and for what we're creating. And as moms, what our children are experiencing. And it starts with us. The work starts with us. So I love that you shared that. And it just reinforces, I know, what a lot of our listeners um, are working on now is that shift that begins with them. I am sure the listeners adore listening to your accent. And I love that we also have mutual family and somewhat um, geographical backgrounds that we share as my family is from Europe. And so, and I also love that you shared that you have worked in this lifestyle, uh, this active lifestyle. You mentioned biking and getting outside and outdoors and you live in Spain. I would love for you to talk more about how you have integrated this healthy living into what you do for work. How do you find the balance between being a mom, getting active and enjoying your lifestyle and being healthy yourself, but then also managing your business? Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, I can. Absolutely. And it's a really interesting question. And I think um, when I look back to where I was a few years ago with four young children and really I mean, when I talk about it, it paints a very negative picture. But I think about, you know, I had quite a negative mindset. I don't think it was a disaster, but I do remember days of, you know, building my business and going, oh, my goodness, I can't do this. Um, it's also difficult. And other thoughts like, oh, my goodness, the only thing I do is cook dinner every day and nobody ever wants to eat it anyhow. And clearly, that's what I now call false thinking. It's, you know, when we attach onto this negative thought and allow it to take over our mind. 
And not only that, I would go and poke my husband who works from home and ruin his morning, his productivity. So not really a great place to be in. And when I realized that and I started working on myself and started looking into you know, how emotions work and how thoughts work and how this whole mindset thing is so amazing. And it just takes a few shifts to really make a big, big difference. And, I, you know, I, I immersed myself in it. I remember going through a period where I would only ever listen to anything or consume anything that was positive and feel good, which meant, you know, if I watched a movie, it had to be, you know, a lovely rom-com. I couldn't watch anything that was negative because I was just building myself up. And I realized that I didn't really have the capacity to take on those extra things. I definitely stopped reading the news at that time. Um, now I've got to a place where I'm more aware of my emotions and how this all impacts on myself. And so I can allow myself some of those more negative things, but with the awareness that I have a stop button and I can stop. And I think that also came to when I was first building my business, I realized that it wasn't necessarily going to be as easy as I had expected, but I had boundaries and I could choose to look after myself. And that's what I wanted to do. I realized that I needed to look after myself, that I had been eating reasonably healthily, but I definitely wasn't looking after my mind. I wasn't doing any exercise other than running around after four small children, which was a reasonable amount of exercise. <laughs> but I, I, I wasn't taking care of myself in a way that was really taking care of myself. It was all accidental, I would say, up until that moment. And I think I just put those boundaries in and said, you know what, it is actually important for me to go swimming because when I go swimming, not only am I taking care of my body, but I'm taking care of my mind, which means that I can be there on bath day or at bath time so that I'm not yelling and screaming at the kids or getting frustrated with them, that I can help them more. Now, obviously life wasn't perfect. It never is perfect. But I was doing what I could to make sure that I was the best version of myself that I could be. And I just had those boundaries. And I mean, you know what it's like growing a business? It's not an easy journey. So on one level, I think we can put everything into our business and go, goodness, I have to make this work. Or you can just go, this is going to work in the end. And I can either choose to incorporate that self-care and I'm going to get to where I want to get to eventually, or you forget about self-care and hope you don't reach burnout because that's the big danger. And essentially we are our businesses. So we have to take care of ourselves in the same way that we're the linchpins in our families. We have to take care of ourselves. Yeah. So what you experienced, I also experienced when I was becoming a single mom. And I think a lot of moms have those defining moments when they realize that they kind of feel like they're just surviving. And there, I love that you also address that you, you had a choice that you could make at that point. And we have options, we have choices, but a lot of times moms don't feel like they have that available to them. So it's so great that you you, you reached that crossroads and you made this decision to take ownership of your mindset. And you said, looking after your mind. I love that. It's really about that mind diet. Um, but that once you declutter in that way, as you did, and you start to take control of your emotions, 
then you get to decide what diet, right? You want to put your mind on and what you really want to consume and what you can manage in a healthy way emotionally, instead of all of these messages and the negativity that we're fed, which can lead us down a road that we don't want to go if we're not managing it actively. So that is such an incredible share. So thank you for that. I think a lot of moms need to hear that as well. So tell us more about, you mentioned that, you know, that that wasn't a challenging aspect, right? Avoiding burnout and going down that path. But what else for you was different in growing your own coaching business from being an MD, right? I have to imagine that it's a very different, you know, it's a very different career choice. It's a very different environment. Um, did you also have children when you were still an MD as well? But tell, tell us more about um, that. Well, I was an MD before I had children. And so that's what I was busy saying to parents. Oh, just make your children eat vegetables. It's so super easy <laughs> without really realizing it. And yeah, I did go back to work after I had my, between my first and my second child, but not for very long. Um, and then I moved here. And there's a lot of differences, but there's also a lot of similarities. So being an MD, a lot of it, well, it depends on what type of MD you are, but a lot of it is about those people skills and understanding what's really going on and communicating with people. Um, and that's the bit I love doing that. I love chatting to people. I kind of think, oh, wow, I've got the most amazing job. I sit on the internet and chat to people all day. But that connection with people and really helping them move forwards in whatever the problem is they have is the same. The same. What's very different is I don't have to do night shifts. I don't have to do uh, weekend work. And it's very flexible. So it's great to be able to, you know, create my own life and do it on my own terms. But in terms of like the big picture, the reason why I'm so passionate about, passionate about it is I think that so many people don't realize what a big impact they can have on their health. And I think, to be honest, when I was an MD working, I didn't realize this. I spent a short period of time doing adult medicine and I would look at the wards. And I think what jumped out at me was a lot of people smoking. And that's clearly an obvious thing that you can see the people who smoke that's a lifestyle choice that they've made. And if we could cure people of smoking, then that would be a big chunk of people who weren't unwell. But what I didn't see at the time was also a lot of people just generally, all of these lifestyle things, so healthy eating and exercising and what a big impact that has. And actually, I've been preparing for a talk that I'm giving next week, and I was looking at the top 25 causes of death across the world. Now, some of them are obviously to do with, you know, malnutrition and people in third world countries who die because they don't have resources. But if you look at the other causes of death, there's so many things like being overweight and having high blood pressure and all of these things which are to do with our lifestyle. And we just don't realize the big impact that it has. And the flip side of that is we don't realize how easy it is to lead a healthy life. It's not actually that difficult. It's all about, well, I love to go on about habits, but essentially it's all about habits and changing habits can be a little bit tricky, but there's lots that you can do to make it easier, particularly once you set your mind to it and decide that you're actually going to do it. 
And I think most people just don't realize that with a few of these changes, they can change from potentially being on a course to awful illnesses like diabetes or just anything in old age to, oh my goodness, actually, I have the best shot I have at leading a long and healthy life and being active into old age. I know we don't want to talk about old age, but sadly, it's inevitable. But that shift, so many people aren't aware of, and they don't realize how easy it is. And it's all about what I call the basics, the four pillars, healthy eating, exercising, sleep, and mindset. Phenomenal. Yes. I love that you touched on that because when we feel better, we we love more. We are happier. We have more patience, especially as moms. And we have more endurance. We think better, right? And so we can we have so much more opportunity to be more successful in whatever version of success we are working toward if we're taking care of this vehicle, this vessel that we have. And um, I share that passion with you 100%. So, you know, I said this to you before, is this is just such important work that you're doing for families. And it might start with identifying, you know, that the kids are picky eaters, but really there's this such holistic approach and integrative approach to what you do and the work you do. And um, I think it's just, it's wonderful what you're doing in the world and how you've taken your expertise as an MD. And now as a mom, you are, you really have embedded this success into the lifestyle that you live. And that's clear, you know, you are a product of what you teach. And that is, you know, that's fantastic. That's how, that's how we should all be building our businesses. And so I just want to applaud you for that. And I would love for you to share what is next for you in business. What are you working on? What do you have upcoming? Tell us more about that and how some of our mamas can connect with you. Well, first of all, thank you for all the wonderful compliments and thank you for asking. So what am I working on at the moment? Exciting things. I do something called a Healthy You, Healthy Family Challenge. And I've done it once and I'm doing it again. I suspect by the time this comes out, I'll have done it again. But this is what I'm building and it's going to be coming out every couple of months. And it's a free resource and it's amazing. And it's about taking action. It's about showing people that you can take action and it doesn't have to be, you know, getting up at five in the morning and meditating on one foot. It can just be easy things. So, you know, it's, I'm really loving that and really enjoying that and really enjoying connecting with people. And that leads into my group program. Um, So if people want to carry on and obviously they don't have to, they can do that. But I've got other exciting things, books that I'm writing. I want to do a, a journal Um, a motivation and gratitude journal, I think one of the biggest keys to making changes is to really hone into your motivation um, and that long-term vision that you have. So I want to do a motivation journal that will keep people going. Um, And I'm going to be on the Doctor's Kitchen podcast in the autumn. I don't know if you've heard him. He's quite big in Britain. So I'm super excited and super scared, actually. (laughs) Well, that's exciting. Wonderful. Yes. And, you know, you also mentioned before, and I want to reinforce that, that these small shifts can make a big difference. And it really is just about starting with one small step and then making these things habits. And that's what turns it into a lifestyle and can make such a, a great impact. 
and that it can be easy, super easy. It doesn't have to be difficult. Well, we will make sure to drop all of those links in the show notes. And Dr. Orlina, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and sharing your experience and your journey and the work that you're doing in the world. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me.